All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Paul Holmgren. You're watching Nasty Knuckles. What is happening, Nasty? Not much, Rigorelia. What's going on with you, buddy? This is it, man. Yep. Yep. Just, well, uh, enjoying my time here with you, as yep. always. Well, you know, you get here late, you leave right away, but, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I got to deal with it. You're a busy man. A you're busy, busy man. man. You know, you're busy showering and frosting up the tips. <laughs> you have to. I don't have frosty tips, by the way. Um, <laughs> I might get them back just so you, you won't lie and say that I have them. I think you need them. I think I do. Little beaver bangs. I should, get the, should I get the beebs going again? I think you should. Actually, it's not the Beebs, it's the Nast. I had it before he did. He you're wasn't right. even relevant when I had the yeah, Beebs. Yeah, you're right. But you did have the Frosty Tips, Beebs, Bangs. All I don't know once. if I had Frosty Tips, though. Maybe. We'll have to pull up some baller, pull up some photos but of Nasty back in the day. Here we go. <laughs> you know there's well, something floating around. I'll tell there. you what, other than Frosty Tips, we got to, like, the Flyers just can't catch a break here. Like, I know. We found out last week about Joel getting hurt, Faraby. Um, you know, he should be ready around October, though, which is good. But then, you know, this goalie, Ivan Fedotov, is uh, detained now in Russia. Crazy news. It's insane. Um, you just talk about not being able to catch a break. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's yeah, that sums it up, right? I mean, if 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 it couldn't get any worse for the Flyers, uh, it just did somehow. It did. Um, yeah. And and just the uh, just the it's actually uh, scary, scary, yeah, scary. It's scary you know, it's scary. I mean, it's scary for him, his family, I'm sure. And no one really knows the storyline behind it besides what the tabloids are saying, the media is saying. Right. So, um, yeah, w- wish him the best. I guess is all that we can say. Pray yeah. for this kid because it's. Uh, it's scary. We don't know. No one knows. You know how this thing plays out, but um, wild. Yeah, wild. it's Who crazy. And, and there was a as we were shooting our um, episode today. You know, like Baller and Debo were telling us about Kirill the Thrill, maybe yeah. having something to do with it. We don't know. It's all speculations on you know Twitter and Instagram. But my goodness, this turned into a bit of a shit show. Yeah, uh, and it's scary. And I, you know, we talked about with uh, our guest uh, Ivan Provorov just got home and i'm like 
worried for him. They may just try to come up with something, you know, to keep him or any of the Russian athletes that they go are going back home for the summer or whatever it may be. But hopefully everything will work out. Yeah, I sure hope so. You know, in, in, in Fedotov's case, it was, you know, apparently do- dodging the draft. And then Kirill's case was somehow fraudulently making or distributing military IDs. And, and in fact, one of them apparently was Fedotov's from what the, wow. the, the, the Twitter feeds are saying. So, again, we're just parroting, the, you know, the, the opinions of uh, and what's coming up on Twitter. We don't really know the depth right. of it, but but both cases are scary they're scary because you're not talking about just you know some minor paperwork you're right. talking about dealing with government and military is new in the word in dodging yeah. dodging something is don't sound, you know, sound doesn't sound good. that great but um, uh, but you know again we wish these guys the best Ho- hopefully that they can find their way through this in a, in a peaceful manner and we yeah. wish them all the best and um and we'll see what happens on yeah. the other side but uh outside of that Get a big draft. Yep. Flyers sitting uh, with a number five pick. What do you do? Do you trade it? You go with the the pick, you know? I know there's a baller told us there's a couple right-handed defensemen um, available. One will be available probably the way it's shaken down, but um, I know it's not an overly great draft, draft, I should yeah. say, but you never know either. Yeah, you never get a top know. five pick, yeah. even on a week, in a week draft year, still some gold there, you'd hope. Right, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, the guy's got to pan out and stay healthy and, and continue to develop. But uh, I'd like to think that if they do pick fifth and don't trade it, that that player is going to develop and be a staple in the Flyers in the next few years. You'd right. like to think, you know, they're in the middle of a retool. Um, however good this guy is, you'd like to think he'd step in in the next year or two, right? Yeah, you would uh, think. You would think. Top five, I mean. I mean, top five is so. still legitimate even in a weak draft. So, yeah. But there's just speculation around trade. Um, I, again, I don't know. It, it's just uh, the, the trade rumor itself is another s- speedy small forward. Yeah. I'm not sure if Flyers need that necessarily. You know, Chikrin's name is, is floating around Jacob. Big defenseman. I've seen him play. You know, we yep. know his father. We've seen him around the Flyers alumni events, actually. The guy's built like a Greek god. You know, yeah. It would be nice to have on the back end. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, we're looking short-term versus long-term. I don't have the answer. I'm not going to sit here and say no. I, I do. Um, but I think, um, you know, time will tell, obviously. And um, whoever they select is, 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 is got to be, you got to, you got again, you got to hit. Yeah. You got to hit this draft pick out of the park. You can't be borderline average, you know. Yeah. Again, you're going to feel the sting for the next few years just like we have in the past with some of these other guys. So Yeah, well, you, you, like you said, you, you feel like you'd get a top five. It's maybe not this year, but he should be a player that's going to be able to contribute in the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, like you said, staying healthy is huge, but coming in under torts um, to this development camp, once they start, I guess it's next week after the draft here, uh, that'll be huge for a young guy and Get a little taste of, uh, uh, you know, pro hockey, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And under the guidance of, obviously, the new head coach, John Tortorella, I think it'll be just a great opportunity for uh, setting the, the tone, yep. you know, the media gobbling it up and getting the energy into the into the Philly area, obviously, with the new coach, you know, establishing, you know, maybe a little early, but that new identity that we, we kind of talk about. Um, but they're going to work. You know that. Yes, 100%. Um, they're going to get a feel and taste for what's to come. And yep. again, it's, it's, it's an exciting time for young guys, you know, it coming is. to development camp, they're looking back at some of the development camps that I participated in this. It's, it's exciting, right? Yep. Even knowing you're coming into a organization with a new face behind the bench and a guy that's established as a hard guy, you know, I think these guys are excited. I think the, the city itself should be, you know, yeah, excited for rallying sure. around this time, right? Just keep yeah. building up that excitement. Um, you know, new pick coming in, new picks coming in, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time for Philly and just again just getting that energy back into the skate zone and just around the media and just you know t- talking more positively yeah. around the team because it's as we know the last two years have been a little bit tough. Not to so say positive. The, <laughs> to say the Not least. Not so but. positive, but. Think we're going that way now? I think, think we're so. We're going to get more. I think the biggest so. thing is just yeah. I mean, not that it was controllable being staying healthy, right? 
Um, but going into the season training camp with the right attitude, I think, is key, which we know that that will be addressed. Yes. Having torts come in. But uh, exciting. I'm, I'm excited. I know we talked about this last year and probably the year before. Uh, exciting. Yeah. Exciting times. It is. But um, I feel this year is it's going to be breakthrough year. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. So, well, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow night where what we do with the pick. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens, you Absolutely. know, obviously in the future. But uh, I think it's time. I think it's time, Nast. Episode 78. Yes. With our man, Paul Holmgren. Huge fan. Yes. Probably one of the main reasons I ever suited up for the Philadelphia Flyers. One of the biggest fans. Paul Holmgren, John Stevens. You know what's funny? Quickly, before we get into this episode with him, when he sent you down the first time after the first three games we had played in New York, he called me and told me. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, holy fuck. He goes, Riley took it better than you. What's yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. He was all over me because I was upset you got sent down. But yeah. anyway, great man. Too, did yeah. a lot for both of us. So No doubt. All right, episode 78 presented to you by Cureleaf Medical Marijuana Dispensary. Check them out at cureleaf.com. Episode 78, let's go, Nas. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are very fortunate to have a gentleman who is very close to both of us in our hearts and had a lot to do with both of our uh, careers. Um, he's a Currently senior advisor, he's been the president, the GM, assistant GM, head coach, assistant coach, basically done it all. Mr. Paul Holmgren, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Derek Riley. It's a pleasure to be here. I, um, I've, I've heard about your podcast, seen seen little clips of it many times, and uh, really happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you. So last week at the Flyers Alumni Golf Tournament. Um, you, you didn't play did you oh, not very well <laughs> <laughs> did you walk no okay wow gave okay. up walking you gave up yeah, walk he good did, yeah. he used to walk well I, I was i still walk but i'm not gonna walk walk the whole course yeah it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not right we gotta spend time with people to oh, kind of yeah, get up true. on your own but yeah right, that's, that's true it was only with me because he just didn't want to talk to me maybe <laughs> and maybe hitch, I, told, I told the hitch story about us golfing a few uh a few times where uh we tee off it's just you i and hitch and he hits his first ball f- way left. Yeah, I'll get it, young Derek. I'm like, let me help you. No, nope, I got it. Oh, here it is. What? Yeah. By the end well, of the hole. Fluffed. Oh, it's like <laughs> the ball went into the, like up into the shit. And and then at the end, he goes, uh, put me down for a, a bogey. He goes, oh, he goes, bogey? He goes, this is like a nine or something. <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> foot wedges later. <laughs> Plus the four he had in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Just, just drop. Every time I said, let me I help found you. It. I found yeah. <laughs> it. I found it. <laughs> no penalty anyway, strokes. Yeah, but you, you don't. You need to start doing that, actually, when we play in those tournaments. I know. Too oh, honest. I know you're too honest. Um, well, that's you. Yeah. So uh, what's going on, Mr. Strong? What are you up to these days? You know what? I'm I'm not uh, I'm not doing a lot. I'm just uh, spending time as much time as I can with my grandkids. Uh, doing a little tra- a little more traveling than just my wife and I. Uh, spending time in Minnesota. We got a couple big trips coming up here at the end of the summer. Uh, we're going to Yellowstone and in August. We're we're driving up to Maine for like a week in September. So uh, my wife's not a big. She doesn't like to fly because she gets sick air sick car sick uh but she's uh going out on a limb here and uh we're 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 doing the odd trip so and then with with grandkids uh, we have nine uh, total Amazing. and from age 18 all the way down to two and uh trying to spend as much time with them as we can and and uh it's it's awesome i, I love it uh i golf when i can um just trying to get better at that and uh, scratch golf or not bad no no I'm not. <laughs> I, I scratch my head after my <laughs> shot oh man the warden uh speaking of your wife doreen she uh, did a lot for me as well she's an awesome woman um we called her the warden because warden. when she I, said, I called her the warden yeah, I, he, I, I still do i i adopted <laughs> that not uh, not in front of her though no, you know she, she'd not. laugh if i said it but uh yeah that's awesome um you get a chance to watch much of the playoffs. It were pretty uh, interesting. You know what? I, I got a chance to watch quite a bit. It's it's um, you know I thought 
of all the series that I watched, they they're all it was outstanding hockey, um, very competitive for the most part. Uh, yeah, I, I at the end I I kind of thought Tampa would win, but Colorado was just too too strong for them, and and uh, it, it, what a great final! Yeah. And, and just to see you know Colorado, I think over the last five years they've sort of been building a little bit brick by brick almost, and. Yeah. Joe Sackick's done a good job there, and the coach uh, they hired from Columbus a few years ago. I mean, he won the American League championship uh, when when Colorado hired him. I know a lot of people thought, "Well, who's this guy? Where'd he come yeah. from?" And it, obviously, he's a good coach. I remember yeah. Torts telling me way back when they hired him that this guy's a good coach. He'll, he's going to do good things for Colorado. So um good for them yeah uh, good good to see other teams win it once in a while they hadn't won it in a while and uh, they've got a good young team that's going to be probably good for for a while now. they, yeah, they are fast though. Yeah. like yeah. I mean, fast. what a fast yeah. hockey team yeah. it's yeah. crazy you think uh tampa just burnt out towards the end there have been playing so much hockey in the last few years it's hard to say. I mean, you you know, you always get the team's injury list at the end of the playoffs and obviously they had guys hurt sure. um but anytime you have long runs in the playoffs like they have in the last how many years now? I mean, they won the cup the last two years prior to this year. That's it, a lot of miles on yeah. guys' bodies. And I didn't think Hedman, I didn't think Kucherov uh, looked the same. Uh, obviously, they were missing Braden Point a lot of that, yeah. a lot of the playoffs. So um, I didn't think their goalie looked the same. So there's it, it a lot of miles, but. You know, you gotta you gotta take your hat off to Colorado. They 100%. played well. They they stuck to their game plan, and and uh, I mean the game uh, where they won seven nothing was. I mean, talk about dominance. That was uh, incredible to watch. That was a sixty minute. Yeah. For, for yeah. people yeah. say play sixty, but like, that was Tampa, yeah. Tampa had literally zero time to do anything right. in any zone. Right. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. team defense all over the ice. So it's good good for Colorado. Uh, I'm sure Tampa will. Find a way to be, continue to be a good team. They they still got good players that are young. Uh, they got still, in my opinion, the best goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they'll 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 bounce back and be a good team again. They they've done a good job um, filling in spots when they've had to let guys go because of the, the yeah, cap. Right. You know, like um, I think they've done a great job of that. Like I was I was kind of hoping like Pierre Bellemar would would get a shot. Yeah. You know, I was kind of hoping. Yeah. Pulling for Tampa a little bit just because of, you know, not that Patty Maroon needs another cup, but yeah. right. Brian Elliott, I was really hoping for those guys. But uh, it was nice to see another team win. Yeah. They deserved it. 100%. They definitely they, deserved they it. Did. Yeah. They did. So when you look at a team like Colorado, I mean, being a GM in your previous life, like, like what, do you, what do you notice the most as being, you know, maybe one or two variables there that they've really focused in and honed in on? Well, you know, obviously – they, they they had a number of high picks that that panned out. Right. Uh, you look, Nathan McKinnon was, you know, a consensus number one overall pick probably in everybody's mind that year. They were fortunate to be in that position to draft him. Mm -hmm. uh, Rantanen was a fairly high pick. Makar was a fairly high pick. Landeskog, I think, was the second overall pick. So, yep. yeah. you know, you, 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 those that's really the nucleus of their team. Um those guys, and then I think Joe has done a tremendous job of plucking guys that, whether it's through trade or free agency, that kind of fit the mold. They all can skate. Yep. Yeah. Um, for sure. And he's a he's he's one of those GMs that, uh, you know, he lost the goalie last year. Um, I'm trying to think of his name off the top. Gr of my Grubauer. Grubauer, Grubauer yeah. lost him to free agency, and they filled in with Darcy Kemper and Fran Francouz. I think you pronounce it. Yeah. You know, uh, not not goalies that you would consider like top, probably not even top ten goalies in the league, right? But if your team plays good enough defensively, uh, can you get by with a goalie that just makes the the right, right. save the at the right time, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and uh, I know Kenny Holland used to think that way. Um, lots of GMs think that way that you don't really need the top goalie. It's nice to have them. Yeah. But you don't really need them, and Colorado proved that theory. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Goalie, not that their goalie, well, they, they, they played good. Yeah. yeah, they did, both they, of them. They're not big-name goalies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got a solid decor like that. You play away from the puck, it certainly yeah. Yeah. takes the pressure off a tender. Yeah, for 
for sure it does. Um, what are your What are your thoughts right now with like obviously Torts getting hired? It's great. I love Torts. I know you love Torts. Um, with, with the Flyer situation last year was it's tough. Injuries obviously played a huge part. We've talked about this a million times. But what's your take on all of that? Well, no, nowhere to go but up, right? I mean, right, the Flyers yeah, were, were were not very good last year from for a lot of reasons. Uh, injuries are one. Poor play. Um, lot, lots of lots of bad stuff happened at the same time. It's just a year that everybody would like to forget and, and move on. I think, you know, bringing in John at this time is, uh, in my opinion, the best thing the Flyers could have done. Uh, I, I, I think he's an outstanding motivator. I think the city will love him. Yeah. I think our fan base uh, will love him. I think the players uh, will love him. He's, he's hard. He's hard to play for. Uh, but he cares about his players. He's passionate about how you play the game, and that'll spill over to the not only the players in the locker room, but I think our fan base and uh, and the building once we get once we get going. I think it's a step in the right direction. Obviously, there's more that has to happen now for the Flyers to become relevant again. And I think uh, just from a little bit that I've heard um, and seen and. You know, you get Couturier back if yeah, Ryan Ellis yeah. can bounce back or come back and play. And um, a lot of the young guys that didn't have great years last year, you know, they're still good players. Provorov's still a good player. Sanheim's a good player. Farabee's a good player. I know he has a little bit of injury issue issue right now that uh, he should be ready by, by October. Uh, Konechny's a good player. So there's there's enough good players there and enough good players, the young, young players that are coming up in the system that – they can make make headway. Uh, I think uh, again we go back to John Tortorella and, and the staff. I know he filled out with Brad Shaw. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're trying to hire one more guy to fill out his staff. Um, so I think they're they're moving in the right direction. Obviously, right. training camp. You know this the draft's big starting tomorrow. Yep. Then they got their development camp, which you can kind of start taking strides with your young players. The Tortorella way and right. the way John preaches things about work and passion, and I think those are good things that the Flyers need right now. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't agree more. He, he's just we we talked about that as well. Like I love Torts. I've been fortunate enough to work with him a few times, but he is what they need. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. How um, important is it to to establish or reestablish an identity for the Flyers in Philly? <coughs> well. I, You know, we uh, we used to have, we used to have an attitude about you know we we've been through tough times before, right? Like oh six, right, was maybe one of the worst worst years in history of the Flyers, right? Yeah, the fortieth season, points wise, it was how many points do we have? Fifty? Oh, do we yeah, have fifty? It, <laughs> it was a tough one. <laughs> but I think we all had the attitude about you know screw this, we're the Flyers, we'll right. we'll come back and. That's the attitude that I think John is going to bring in now. Like, yes. So, do we need do we need to give our, give ourselves a, a slap across the yeah, yeah we need to we're the Flyers, right. we need to come back strong and I and I think John, just from the little bit that I've talked to him since uh, since he's gotten the job is, he's he's on it he's on the case yeah, yeah. Right. and he uh, you know he'll he'll be here for development camp next week and and I, again like start the ball rolling there and that's where it starts you get your young guys into it and then it's one, once I know he's talked to all the top players uh, going down the roster and and like everybody knows so far that the, the guys that have talked to him what he's all about and you know you don't, you don't have to look very far to <laughs> see what he's done throughout the league wherever he's been so uh, I, I look forward to the John Tortorella era. It couldn't happen soon enough for me. Yeah, I agree. And, and you, bring, you brought up 2006 and seven. You stepped in that year uh, at the time as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In, uh, interim, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, interim GM. And you made some unbelievable moves before the deadline, bringing in Scotty Upshaw, Ryan Parent. Uh, I think Lassie Kukinen was even part of that. Um, Marty Biron. And then, the big splash came in the summer where you you 
you got Kimo and uh, Hartsey through a trade before the, uh, I guess, the signing day, uh, July 1 back then. Um, Danny Breer, huge sign. And next thing you know, speaking of a retool, we're in the conference finals and injured. A, a lot of injuries that year. You never know what happens, but it's easy to say that. But you were, I mean, you did that. It's not that easy, but you were able to do it. Like, is that something that Flyers have to do? Like, just try to bring in some. Obviously, you lose Claude. It's a lot. You know, it's probably your best player, in my opinion. I'm, I don't know, yeah, but yeah. but as a GM, you're like you just scouring everything, trying to come up with something. Yeah, you know. Think back on that year. The, the one, we we did have a lot of good players in place. Young players, right. um, and we had a lot of cap space, so we were able to mm, do things that, true, yeah. that it's a little harder to do now. The one thing that's, you know, the pandemic has created uh, a situation where all these teams are up against the cap at the same time, and there's there's no relief. So you, what you need to do now as a GM is find find a willing dance partner to yeah. make a trade or work something out where you can take. You know, maybe a player that makes <laughs> makes a lot of money off your roster. It, it, it's 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 a very difficult uh, work environment now for a general manager, right. unless you're, you know, not a not a good team, or you know, you're so far under the cap that you have room to to make make things happen. Right. So Chuck's in a tough spot because of where the Flyers the have been for really the last number of years because of our cap situation and. The cap not going up. I mean, for right. when the yeah. cap first started, it was thirty-nine million dollars, right? And then it went up to like forty-eight. Then it went up to fifty-five. Then it went up to sixty-five. And I kept. I remember when we signed Mike Richards. I said to Mr. Snyder, "We can sign him to this twelve-year deal, and it's, you know, it's this much money, and his cap, it's going to be this." And he said to me, "He's our captain." Who cares? The cap's going to continue to go up. You know, it's going to be like $90 million, the cap, in in five years or something yeah. like that. Well, it, it should have been at $90 million probably, right, if right. it wasn't for the pandemic and the revenues drop. And, That's true. You know, we're, we're, we're struggling as a league now to come back. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 like I said, it's very problematic for a lot of GMs in the league right now because there's they literally have zero. Yeah. Zero cap space to very little. Yeah, no doubt. And not that it's a quick fix, a quick fix, but like putting much more emphasis on on the draft. Obviously, there's always emphasis on the draft, but you gotta you gotta hit the picks. You mentioned it with Colorado. I mean, now more than ever, developing players and yeah, developing you know the Flyers the have the fifth pick this year. They, I, I, from what I can gather, it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a high end draft for Nathan McKinnon and. Mm. Yeah. All these guys are in it, but it's a good it's a it's a good draft. I think they believe they're going to get a good pick that can help somewhere down the road. But yeah, you get another young player into your system that you can develop and mold. And again, that's where John Tortorella and his staff are going to come in. You get this guy in the in the in the development camp and start start the process of working with him, get him thinking the way you want your players to think, the mentality that you want your players to have, and. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You got to hit on those. You got to hit on those picks. You got and, to. Uh, I don't know the. I don't believe the Flyers have a second pick uh, in this draft, but they had a couple picks in the third round. So, um, but the fifth pick is a is a. It's a high enough pick where you're going right. to get a good player. Right. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully that works out. I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. It's the name of the game. We wanted to ask you just a little bit about your your playing career. Your uh, your first year pro seemed to be an interesting. First year, and I, I never understood the whole WHA draft and then NHL draft. You were originally drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. WHA never signed. Land up trading your rights to yeah, the well Fighting I, Saints. You know, first, first of all, I never knew I was drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. Oh no way! <laughs> Not in that era. I mean, I, I think I was. That's hilarious. <laughs> it might have been before I went to to the University of Minnesota. So I played after high school. I had a couple opportunities to go play college hockey. I forego any opportunity. I forego an opportunity to go to Ohio State uh, to play hockey, wow. and I don't know why. I went there to visit. I was there, spent a couple of days there. I went home and I, I told my dad I wasn't. I was just going to stay home and play junior hockey. 
My dad didn't talk to me for like three months. Oh, no. He was so pissed. <laughs> um, but I ended up playing for the St. Paul Vulcans, which at that time was a big, uh, it's kind of like in the USHL now, it was a big, it was called the Midwest Junior Hockey League back then. There were six teams. We had a really good team. Um, I got to play, like when I played high school hockey the year before, I played 20 games. Wow. That's it. That's it. Practice, wow. play 20 games. Um, so I got to go play junior hockey. I played like 80 games. Oh, wow. And now all of a sudden I got some bigger opportunities to play college hockey. So I, I ended up going to the University of Minnesota the, uh, the next year. And somewhere in, in between that, I, I was drafted by the Edmonton Oil Kings or Oilers or whatever they were called. I, I didn't know that. Wow. And I think my rights got traded twice. I think once to Indianapolis and then to the Minnesota Fighting Saints, which... Without what, you knowing? What? I didn't know. You didn't check your Twitter feed? <laughs> no, no, there wasn't Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, I didn't check that. So uh, after, you know, I get into the playing college, and we, we played in the Frozen Four final that year. Um, and so I was drafted by the WHA, or traded, my rights were traded to the Fighting Saints, so I had an opportunity to sign with them, and I signed with them. And then I think that summer I was drafted by the Flyers. Um, and I, my, my first, so I signed with the Fighting Saints. I get sent to the minors. That's when I went to Johnstown. I was in Johnstown for one month before I got called up. And then I ended up playing 51 games with the Fighting Saints. Uh, I remember one month before the team folded, we had a meeting, players only meeting. And I, I was, I had just turned 20. Um, you know, Johnny McKenzie, Dave Keon, uh, Wayne Connolly, Rick Smith, Shaky Walton, Teddy Hampson, some of the big, like older, big name NHL, former NHL players on this team. We're in this room and we're voting on whether we should play without pay for one month because the owner is in a jam. He did, didn't have the money to make payroll. Oh boy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in the corner of the room thinking, oh, boy, what am I <laughs> going to do here? If the team folds up, well, I'll just go back to college and I'll play baseball. That's right. right. No problem. And, it, you know, the, one month later, the team folds. Where the, we're all scrambling around. I had an opportunity. I, was a, I became a free agent in the WHA, which was actually – a pretty good scenario. I had a couple different opportunities to go to New England or Winnipeg, or um, and and I had an advisor. His name was George Lyon. Um, he kind of helped me through th through things. I, I met him. He was one of those, um, you know, he was an alumna alumni of uh, University of Minnesota, and he helped athletes, student athletes. So he kind of took me under his wing, and he said, "You know what? You're, you you just went through a one of the teams in that league folded. The Flyers drafted you. They just won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. They're, they want to sign you. Why don't, why don't you go there? So I ended up signing with the Flyers. And uh, I remember we flew out to Philadelphia, and we, I signed the contract in March. And Keith Allen, we were at dinner one night, and Keith Allen says, okay, well, we'll see you at training camp. And I said, well, it's March. Can't, is, there any, <laughs> is there nowhere I can go play? So he said, well, I guess we could send you to Richmond. So I, I went to Richmond in the American League and played there for a number of games. And the Flyers were so decimated with injuries, I ended up getting called up. And um, before I got called up, I suffered an eye injury that I didn't tell anybody about. I, cause I didn't Imagine that. Yeah. You um, <laughs> so hard-headed. <laughs> um, so I got called up to the Flyers, and I played a game against – my first NHL game was against the Rangers at home, and we won. And the next day we flew to Boston, and um, Barry Ashby, who was assistant coach back then, and Clarkies looked at me, and they thought, thought something was wrong with my eye, so they took me to the hospital and I ended up having, having to have surgery on my eye. But So my, my season was ended. Uh, that year, which would have been, you know, I, I would have got to play in the playoffs. That year. Again, the Flyers were so decimated with injuries, oh. I would have yeah. got to play more. But anyway, that's – so that one year I played, 
I got two signing bonuses. One was $20,000 from the WHA team, and, and then the Flyers, I got $30,000. So I was... There you go. Oh, I was loaded, loaded, man. Loaded. Uh, Actually, just speaking of that, I need to borrow a little bit. <laughs> if you still have it, I always, yeah. tell, I always tell Mark Gregg, who's the scout. Uh, you, obviously, you know Gregor. I always tell him he still has his uh, meal money from Springfield. Yeah, he when probably he, does, Gregor. <laughs> yeah. And the envelope. Yeah, the envelope yeah, was right? in, yeah. He's just waiting. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We were looking at that your first year. You were just explaining uh, – I guess the North American Hockey League, you were just too good for because... I think I was a leading scorer when I got called up. I was going to say... I'm pretty sure I was. 15 points in six games. Not bad. Well, there, there you <laughs> go. not bad. There you go. No, not bad. I played with uh, John Gofton was my left wing. He was he was a guy in slap shot that threw up in the corner. Oh. <laughs> on his hands and knees, he threw up. And Galen Head was... he was So John Gofton was 34 years old. Uh, my right wing, Galen Head, was 28. I was... Well, when I got sent there, I was 19, Jeez. and I'm playing center. Imagine me at center. Oh, my God. <laughs> Winning face-offs. Winning face-offs, making plays. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, yeah, that's Low centerman. Yeah, oh, available. yeah. Of course. And even in uh, Richmond. Low and slow. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> four, four Gs, four apples in, in yeah. six games in, in uh, Richmond as well. So you were, you were lighting it up. Not to mention uh, your season with 30 goals like, uh, the year you went to the finals, right, against the Islanders. The infamous offside to lose the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that was, wanna... a, that was a pretty cool year, just because of this. We had the streak that year, and yeah, you know, obviously, uh, I think we were the top team in the league, and we ended up had a, had a good playoff run, and we just, you know, we played the Islanders in the finals that year, and to me, it, you know, it came down to we we lost the first game at home in yeah. overtime. We took a penalty and they scored on the power play in overtime. And they their power play—I don't know how many power play goals they scored in that series, but I think they had 18 or 19 power play goals. What? Yes. Wow. In the series. That's insane. So we, you know, we took too many penalties, and our penalty killing wasn't very good, obviously. So. Well, they, we were told they. And called. The, you know what? The Islanders were a good team. They yeah, they were. Team similar to Colorado, they were building. Um, the prior years, I know the Flyers, I think one of the year the Flyers won the second cup, they beat the Islanders in, in a great series, seven-game series. So they were they were an up-and-coming team, and, and they ended up winning four straight. So they were a dynasty at that time. And well, they were they were calling you Mr. Playoffs because in that run you had 10 goals in those, what, 17, 18 games. It's pretty impressive, too. You had a, you had a great year that year. And when you um, squeeze in one of the one of your two uh, Gordy Howe hat tricks in playoffs, in the playoffs, you know you lead the team in that in playoffs. Gordy really? Howe hat tricks, yeah, really, yeah, two, really, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. for sure. Yeah. No. I didn't not know that. Not surprised. I'm surprised. I didn't know that. Not surprised. He told me that today, but I, I didn't know that either. Um, so we want to switch gears a little bit to uh, something uh, a lot of people don't know about the SZBA. The Skate Zone Basketball Association. Riley never. <laughs> I ne- witnessed a few. Did we ever have Riley play? I, yeah, I don't think he played. Did you ever? Uh, I, I got played a couple of times. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Oh boy. But uh, well, you should have seen Chief. I observed more than I played. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, we literally so we played. We used to play basketball, and it could be a hundred degrees or it could be snowing. I know him and I played one on one, and it was snowing one day. And he used. To, <laughs> it was funny. Right around three o'clock, he would come downstairs. Or he'd call me and say, "Hey, get the guys." We're gonna, play some hoops and of course i wanted to play but i had to play against him every time which was not much fun but it was funny how guys snuck out of the rink (laughs) they were like i'm not playing today ap adam patterson who's still there video coach he'd be like no way and i'm like dude you have to he said he said oh i would lie to him and say he said everybody's playing and they're like fuck like you know (laughs) So it was better. The more people, oh, of the course. better. Yeah, like, right. the better. But most of the time, it was a two-on-two game. Him and I used to – what was that game we, you made up sides? We had to, like, we played one-on-one, but if it, he hit the rim, we had to run to, like, where the parking things were. And it was a workout. But he would wear – it would be 95 degrees. You have two T-shirts on, then a long sleeve, and then a sweatshirt. And then well, – You didn't want to get sun on me. Yeah, and then it was it's slime time. <laughs> this guy sweats like Johnny Stevens, like the worst sweater you've ever seen. And I would, we would be done playing, and I would be soaking wet from his sweat. 
not even as much as mine, but it was uh, it was fun. We had some... keep guys from climbing on my back. Right <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He says, the one time I'll never forget, we were, I was we were playing. I think it was a three on three game, and uh, I had my hair was long, like kind of like yours. Like you old Justin you, Bieber. You your Justin Bieber. That no, was longer than that. No. And and right after that, he would remind me when my hair got a little long. You need a haircut, don't you? Okay, yeah, I guess that means I'm getting my haircut. <laughs> I always said, yeah, no problem. But uh, we're playing, and I got a headband on. And I'm not thinking. I hit a couple shots, and the score is like, say, 4-1. to one. And I shoot the ball. As soon as I release it, I'm like, 5-1. It's just out of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes in, and he turns around. He goes, you cocky little fuck. And I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. shit. What did I do? I was just kind of playing around. Like, yeah, we do that when I play at home. Like, and uh, so I'm like, I check the ball, and I'm just waiting. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> and he fires it right off my forehead. Off your headband. Yeah, my headband goes flying <laughs> up. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, right? What am I going to do? So I'm like, go to Fight walk. Him. And he goes, where are you going? <laughs> you pussy, get back here. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, sorry about that. I'm like, okay, no problem. But Chief, you get Chief wound up out there. He turned and elbowed poor Sal one time right in the chops. Because everybody get wound up playing. Oh, yeah. Well, you saw well, it. Well, Chief was knock t- your tooth up? Oh, well, he chipped these. But the best was when he, <laughs> oh, he actually didn't it. mean to. He really didn't mean to. Well, maybe he didn't. No, I didn't. He had the ball like this. And I was like. I tried to stay in a safe area. I put my arm on his back, but he turned to go lay it up, and he hit me. And I went back, and I'm like, "Oh boy, I can feel him like the loose, like the chips." Right. And I go, I he didn't sp- miss a shift though. I start, no, I start go. spitting him out, and he goes, "He goes, did I get you? <laughs> did you get me? My fucking teeth are falling out of my head." <laughs> did I get you? Uh, we had some good ones. The one of the best was uh, Brad Smith. He's he was all over. Like, dude, it was like. You plan like he needed just, a huge backboard. But yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He would shoot it over to goal. <laughs> Probably hustling. Like, though. He hustled. He yeah. did work. He did. But he he yeah. worked hard. He the games were getting intense, and he was fouling home. He didn't know he was like he would literally grab your arm, like go up for a shot, and he just doesn't know the rules. So he was all quiet, and he just turns to Brad and he goes. You're not going to like it if you do that again. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Brad's, Brad's like, what I do? He's asking me what I do. And I'm like, just don't touch him. Yeah, it wasn't shot. that bad. No, I was fight. You know, you were just intimidated because they were scared. What about Ozolinch? Oh, Ozo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no D. No, Barry Hanrahan. No defense. Just shoot. Oh, he yeah? didn't play any oh, D. Offense, he yeah. did not want to play D. And he had to play on your team. Basically, he and could fire threes. Yeah, he yeah. actually, yeah, he did. He, did. he player, could, right? never came back into the zone to help out. No, hence the name Ozil Lynch. We had to, we had to put um, Haxie and you together because the one time, remember when Talk came and we were playing indoors? These two are going at it, and next thing you know, they're face to face, and I'm like, oh, I'm not getting in there. <laughs> Talk. Well, like, that was we were playing indoors. Yeah, we were playing indoors. It was. Oh man, it was funny. There's so many. Good stories from the ba- the basketball association. It's yeah. now defunct. Well, he was brutal. He couldn't even dribble when we when he first started. That's right. He really? did this shot. He would go to shoot and go up on his toes, and he, he would just stay there. Who's this? Hexy. Hexy. Yes. He would be up on his toe, and you would fall for it because you think he's got to shoot it, and he would stay on his toe. His foot would come he, off. He improved his game. Though. He, he yeah, did. He, he, he did. Oh man, it was he was very raw. <laughs> he <Yeah>. started. <laughs> But we what? played. I gotta tell Mr. Homer. I gotta tell the story when we played in the basketball league at Clarkie's. So Clarkie oh. used to have this four on four league. Oh. It was it was actually a really fun league, and we're playing against guys from like that had played college ball like recently. Not like I mean they were they weren't that old. But we, anyway, we played in this league, and uh, this guy is a pretty big guy. He sets a screen, and now Homer with his eye injury, which side is it? You can't see to your left, right. to your right. So this guy sets a screen on him. And I'm try- I try to call it out. Hey, you're right, but he runs into the guy because he didn't see him. So everything would have been fine, but the guy, Homer kind of looks at him. He goes, part of the game. I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-oh. Something's going to happen. So <laughs> literally a minute game. later, I think I took a shot, missed it, and they're going kind of on a fast break. It's four on four. The court's not huge. So Homer's running as fast as he can, and this guy goes up, takes a shot, it's almost at the rim. He lands on his feet, and Homer rushes and circles him. Boom! Punch? No. no. Oh, sickle. No, no, no. Oh, Didn't punch him. No, no, not that bad. Yeah, he, he missed, missed the block. Just the, the old he, went, he missed the block. Yeah, I missed the ball. The ball was wow. literally at the rim. The, but the best part of it, this guy f- literally does a f- somersaults over, lands off the court, and it's dirt there. Yeah. And he's got dirt on his face, and he jumps up and goes like this, and Homer just 
looks at him, and then the guy's like, oh. He, and Homer goes, part of the game. Part of the game. And the ref goes, he went for the block because the ref was too afraid. The ref was too afraid. And then one of their guys goes, do? how many fucking fouls does this guy have? Because we only had four guys. Oh, my so, God. It was a long nine. Oh, man. Yeah. They, That's they, beautiful. They started giving us a tech. They started letting them shoot one free throw for every foul we had because we were, we were we over. We didn't have enough players. Yeah, there. we only had like four or five guys. But anyway. Got to That was fun. Credit. That was fun. Great story. And she, Another league that folded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That folded, too. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't afford us. Oh. <laughs> too intense. Yeah, it was intense. It was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. A lot of good stories from that. Oh, man. Um. You wanted to bring up uh, Homer as a coach and GM. I know one story about when he used to come in the room, get the boys going a little bit. What? <laughs> how soft he was? Oh, yeah, how quiet when you came into the room. <laughs> I'll never forget. We're phantoms, and we're playing. I can't remember who we were playing, but tough period, like really bad period. The boys just weren't ready to play. And actually, I lied. Who was, was the at, coach, Johnny? It, I think so. It, actually, I lie. It was at the end of the game. It was at the end of the game, and we run the sticks up. You know, when the buzzer goes, sure. and everybody gives me, like, 30 seconds to get the sticks up on the wall. But we were going on the road, so I'm, like, putting everybody's stick together. The guys come in, and they hand me their stick, and I'm putting it in order. While the door comes flying open to the, in the Spectrum locker room, which you know, and I, like, jump out of the way. I'm like, Whoa. and then I see it's him. I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. boy, and I have a stick in my hand, and then one motion, poop right out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, where'd that go and he went in and you know you're just giving it to the boys which which they deserve but chief told me one time you came in uh the flyers i I guess you were a head coach and you came in with a stick and not uh terry cartner reaches down puts his helmet on (laughs) (laughs) you want a shrapnel shrapnel. (laughs) i was like i wish i could have seen that but i saw a couple of good ones we told poor Jesse, you got around to him. It almost became where you knew it was kind of funny, some of the stuff you were saying. But we used to be like, we'd kind of hide and listen to what he was saying just to bust the yeah, guy's balls. But he gets around to poor Jesse, and he had a tough night that night. And Bull- he says, Jesse Bullerys. Yeah, you got the Jesse, and you're like, and Jesse, just, just don't touch the fucking puck anymore. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh. And he was he was almost ready to giggle too. And Jesse kind of just like put his head down, and was laughing. Right. But there was some good ones. I used to I used to love them myself. Oh yeah. You gotta have that intensity. You got, a, you got a good memory. I don't remember that. You don't, yeah, you I know. That's what I was saying. You were too mad. Maybe you were just so mad. <laughs> eh? Oh, they were good state. ones though. Um, you know, building building off that, um, you had a chance to work with Mike Keenan, right? His assistant coach. What, what was that like? I mean, obviously you played ten years pro. You're an established uh, tough guy and all that. I mean, working with him, established coach. Well, you know, it was uh, Mike, Mike, and EJ McGuire. I, I, right. I got to work with, and awesome. it was great. I, I, I went right from a player to an assistant coach. I was very fortunate uh, that, that I was able to do that uh, and to learn from Mike Keenan and from EJ McGuire. Like I spent hours a day with EJ, and not as many with Mike. So. You know, EJ's, uh, he was sort of the anti-Mike, I guess. Um, Balance? Yeah, they balanced each other out. They did. EJ could get just as mad as Mike, but he would never show. And Mike Mike was a tremendous coach, obviously. And uh, he, he had a unique way of motivating his players. And I think a lot of players over the course of Mike's career with the Flyers didn't understand, get him. And he he wanted to make players better, and he demanded their their work. He's similar to Torts, in my opinion. Yeah, right. Demanded they work hard. Demanded they put the time and effort in to get better, to better themselves as players. And you know, you look at the players that improved under Mike. I mean, Brad McCrimmon is maybe the greatest example. Uh, Beast was uh, when he first came to the Flyers. He Loved to have a good time. He didn't work very hard. He was kind of fat, kind of out of shape, just getting by. When Mike came in, he he became a great player, like a great player. Had one year he was plus eighty, I think, Jeez, playing with wow. playing with Mark Howe. Obviously that helped, but yeah. Brad could stand on his own two feet too. But he 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 saw the light under Mike Keenan, and, and a lot of guys did. I mean he. he he had a lot of funny ways of, of uh, motivating players, but he was a brilliant, brilliant coach. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds like you had a, a way of maximizing guys' potential. Uh, absolutely. And then maybe the opposite way for some guys that weren't able to understand yeah, them, right? I think you could say the same thing about a lot of coaches, sure. right? If, if they find a way to get to certain guys, I mean, I'm sure you go think back to your career, you have a favorite guy you played for. I, got, I mean, I got to play for a lot of good coaches in my career. Yep. I got to play for uh, Herb Brooks, Fred Sherrill, Pat Quinn. Uh, I also got to play for some bad ones. Right. For whatever reason, I to this day, I don't like. Um, and they probably don't like me. I don't know. But yeah. I know Pat Quinn liked me. I, I know Herb Brooks liked me as a player. I know Fred Shero did. Um, it's just the way it goes. But And as a coach, you always have your favorite players. Like, of course. Yeah. I, I have my favorite guys, and I have guys that I didn't like. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time... And this is no, I, I like, it's about Danny Quinn. I, you remember Danny oh, Quinn? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he came to the Flyers in a trade. Um, I think we got Brenda Moore and Dan Quinn for Ron Sutter and Murray, Murray Barron. So something's going on in the ice. They scored. And I started yelling at Dan Quinn. Like, right after they score the game, you know, the puck drops, next shift happens. And I'm yelling at Dan, Dan Quinn like it was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just berating him. And he, finally, he, he had enough. He turns around and looks, Coach, I wasn't on the ice. <laughs> you said that? Did you think he yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I felt so bad. Like, I had to apologize. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. He played here twice, right? Because we had him my first year. He came back uh, when I was with the Flyers. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Nine, I don't, it was either 94, I don't, I don't, 95, or 95, 96. Yeah, I wasn't here then. Yeah, you were in Hartford then. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't particularly like Dan as a player, the way he played. But he was a, he's a good, good kid, good yeah. guy. Um, but we we laugh we've laughed about that a couple times since then. But <laughs> it's just it's funny how you just you know you just zone out. Right? Oh man, um, you know t talk about um, you know you, I think what you, you were assistant coach for a couple of years and then you took three over years three years yeah yeah um, the transition to head coach I mean that's pretty 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 early in, in coaching right to to take over yeah, as, head coach probably, you know in hindsight. Um, you know, Clarkie and, and Jay Snyder was the president of the Flyers at the time. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think back now I was young. I was young. I was raw. And, you know, the other thing that – and this is no disrespect to these guys because they're, they're, they went on to be great coach. I, I, I hired Mike Eaves and Andy Murray as assistant coaches. So now we have – I have no head coaching experience. And Mike Eaves and Andy had really no – coaching experience in the in the NHL. I mean, Ever was in college coaching. Andy was, you know, he coached in the American League. So we had zero NHL head coaching experience behind the bench. And we, I mean, we had a good, decent first year uh, and going to the conference finals. Oh, wow. Uh, but then struggled, I think, as a team. The team kind of went south the last couple of years. Clarkey got fired after the second year. Uh, Russ Farwell came in, and then we made a change. Hitch came in, and Craig Hartsburg came in uh, as my assistants the third year when I was a head coach. Uh, and then I got fired into my fourth year. But, uh, you know, thinking back, I probably – I was probably a little wet behind the ears. And uh, it's a, you, you need experience on the bench. I, I look at, you know, staffs today around the NHL, and – the teams that have the experience are it helps For sure you, you need you need playing experience you need and when you're when you're at the highest level like the NHL is the highest level let's face it you need you need good coaching experience to to, to do the job as well 100 yeah, percent for sure and how much back then you know it's, it's obviously it's extreme now with the iPads on the bench and just the probably overkill of analytics back then like as far as coaching goes and face-off plays and all this stuff, how, how, how relevant was that type of stuff back then? Was it as... Yeah, it, it was relevant. I think the, the immediate uh, feedback you can get your players now is probably beneficial. I think there's uh, a lot of it is helpful. Um, you know, as a, as a 
as a coaching staff now, you get there's so much information that's available. Right. It's difficult yeah. to siphon it all through and find out what what's relevant and what you can use in a in a timely manner. It's just like yeah. I can't imagine yeah. do, doing it today. Yeah, because it's a reaction sport. Uh, you gotta you gotta do things quickly on the ice. I I, I just I, I get it, uh, but as a coach, I'm. I'm not sure I would. Yeah, I would relish that doing it today. Yeah, given all that stuff. Yeah, all those numbers. It gets almost too much. Yeah, it's almost too much. It seems that way anyway. Maybe I'm just not smart enough. But well, I think then, then the challenge becomes like, where do you draw the line in the sand? You know, yeah. versus all these numbers and like the old eye it, test. It, and it still test. comes down to you know one thing. You you, you got to have the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you have it, you want to keep it. If you don't yeah. have it, you got to get it back. Yeah. It's 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 been that way forever, yeah. and it's that ain't going away. Um, so all the information you're getting are, you know, how to ch- how to check, how to defend. That's how it's, and now you're adding all this speed into the game. Like when, when I first of all when I played, and then when I coached, it wasn't the game wasn't as fast as it is today. Uh, the rules were a little bit different. Um, it seemed like there was more physical play. Um, I like a lot of things that go on in the game today. I, I just wish, you know, we could make it a little more difficult in front of the net. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. Uh, I, I wish we could make it a little more difficult into the corners. Uh, it, it's got to be difficult to be a defenseman today. Yeah, yeah. no and, doubt, I mean, right? How do, you, how do you defend? You can't. <laughs> if they're calling by the book, you're in the box all night. Yeah, yeah. Just for, just for pu- like, literally pushing, not Push, even cross-checking, just them, pushing them. Um, I speaking of EJ McGuire, I had a quick story about him. Homer, I'm not sure if I ever told you this, but uh, when I was with the Phantoms, he was coaching Hartford, <clears throat> and I happened to be down in the room talking to their equipment guy, uh, Mark Dumas. And EJ was uh, given he, they had that big TV. They had a really nice locker room because it was Hartford, you yeah. know. So it was a, it was a nice room. They had this big TV in there, and but that's when you're rewinding and fast forwarding and you know, oh yeah, right. And yeah. so anyway, he's he's doing video with the team and. He yells for Doomy, and um, Doomy's like, is he calling me? I'm like, I sit my head, and he goes, and he says hi to me, and he goes, tell Doomy to come here. Come in here. I gotta show. I want to show him something. So he's literally in the middle of, a, of going over something with the team. He's like, we're talking about focus here. You guys losing focus, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I want to show you guys one clip. So they have the one camera that, like, stays on the bench, I guess, or, you know, or, or maybe just during a timeout. They had radio timeouts then. So we're standing there. I know. Well, it's American League. It's not on TV. Yeah. So anyway, the camera's right on the bench, and there's this chick sitting beside the bench, and she gets up and Doomy, who's the equipment guy, is like, like just staring at her, right? You know. So he kind of like zooms in, and Doomy, and he turns and he watches her walk all the way up, and he goes, "Now that's fucking focus. Look at this." <laughs> he goes, "That's what we need. Doomy's the only guy doing. He's the equipment guy." I swear to God, dude, I was dying. Oh, I went man, over and told I told all the guys in our room. I'm like, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It was so funny. The guys started laughing, obviously, but I just good. had to tell that ultra, about EJ. Ultra focus. He, he was a nice man. He was a really nice man. He so, used to go, you know, I'd be on the headset with him when I was an assistant coach, and he'd, he'd sometimes he'd get so carried away about a player or or, <laughs> or something, right? I'd have to. Oh, you're breaking up! You're breaking up! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, turn, hear you. I turn my, my I turn the little button off. So I didn't have to so hear him. My own. Oh, He'd get man. so pissed. He comes down between periods. Somebody was telling me who I don't know if it was last. Someone was telling me about Joey. Sometimes would like keep Joey Mullen would be up top, and he was telling I can't remember which coach it was who had the earpiece with him. Maybe it was Lappy, but he's like, if he tells me that Yogs is open one more time, or not Yogs, but you know, using him as an example. <laughs> he tells me he's open one more time. Like, I don't know what to say. I know. I know. <laughs> but that's funny. That's why you have that. the eye in the sky. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What are your, uh, your, your, is your opinion on the current NHL game? You mentioned you, you like some things. Yeah, I thought, okay, you know, like nine, 95% of the game is it's awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, I think uh, the speed, there's still some major league collisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I said, I, I, I wish they'd make it a little more difficult in front of the net where it's... Pay the price. You know, there's, a, right. there's a little bit of a price to, to go there. But overall, I mean, um, 
it, it, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And the skill level of the players today is so much higher, continues to get better. And, and you know, that you hear it all the time. It's sort of a cliche, but players in all sports are bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. And they, there's so much information available for them in terms of training and nutrition and um, – Hard to keep track of all that stuff yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's it's, but the game itself, uh, um, I think the league's done a good job. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I wish they would fix. There's got to be a way to make make it a little more. There's so many teams that are in in trouble right now because of the cap. I yeah. wish they could do something to fix that. Like, yeah. or, but I, I don't know that they want to. I think they kind of like it. Yeah, like that where yeah. everybody's scrambling. Yeah, I agree. Par- parity is great, right? Yeah. yeah unless, sure. unless you're working in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Or for a team. It's not yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, we want to talk to you about uh, Ed Snyder. I mean, obviously working for him, legendary owner. Right. Um, yeah, obviously, you really know, I, got to, I got to see Mr. Snyder on, uh, you know, obviously as a player, as, as a coach, uh, and then getting to work with him when I was a GM and then a little bit at the end there when I was a president of the Flyers. But uh, what a wonderful man. Uh, you know, Flyers' family was was him, really. I mean, he's, he's the one that uh, I'm sure he didn't start out thinking, I got to make this a family. But because of the way he treated everybody, that's kind of what, what happened really over the course of time and uh, all he cared about was uh, winning uh, when you worked for him he, he wanted to make sure everything was available in order for for you to do your job the best you could and then he let you do your job he didn't he didn't interfere he he would debate you on things uh, vehemently debate on whatever you wanted to do you wanted to Sign this guy as a free agent. You wanted to make this trade. You wanted to fire this guy. Uh, you wanted to play this guy in the power play over this guy. Like he, and he wanted to debate that. You debate, but at the end of the day, it's okay. Good luck. I hope you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he was that involved in some some of your day to day. No, stuff, but right? you know a lot of stuff. I, I remember one conversation. He, he he called me up one time and. I, I can't remember what precipitated the call, but we might have made it. We might have made, <laughs> yeah, we might have <laughs> made game. We might we might have made a you know a small trade or something. And he, you know, I you try to keep him informed, right? I mean, he is he, he is the owner. He should know what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Of course, yeah. So I must have forgot to tell him something, and he so he, he calls me up and he's kind of yelling at me. So I just I listen and take it in and then I, I okay so let me get this straight so if I if I want to give uh, the equipment manager a $10,000 raise should I call you on that well no don't don't be silly you don't have to do that but <laughs> so it's you know it's just you could go back at him with yeah. stuff it was just uh, I, I, I loved working with him and and you know at the end I remember I talked to him a lot even when he was yeah. near the end I'd FaceTime with him and uh we had we had a lot of good talks, but he, he, you know everybody misses him, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we all miss him. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. um, he was just a um, wonderful mentor and wonderful guy to be around. I yeah. I used to I I thought it was so cool. Like he would come in like the day like say he came to the skate zone. It wasn't a lot, but I remember the one day I was outside grabbing something out of my car, and he came flying in and that. Uh, really cool color i don't want to say purple is a lightish blue that porous yeah. lightish blue with a hint of purple it's like metallic like just sickest car he comes flying in windows down shades on just rock and roll <laughs> just blaring i'm like look at this guy this is the coolest so. thing i've ever seen comes in and i'm like that's that car is sick mr schneider because he came in the back way and then went upstairs and he's like you want to take it for a test drive I'm like absolutely not <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. like, my luck i'll pull out and get t-boned yeah. <laughs> i'll we be were, trying to work the rest of my life to pay we, it off we were driving a lunch one time we were going to famous dave's down there on columbus boulevard <laughs> yeah you know that road there, he's going around 20 miles an hour. I said, does this thing open up a little bit? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> yeah, you saying that. <laughs> he, so he stomps on it. 
Oh. We're going about 140 miles an hour down Columbus Boulevard. Ooh, this is all right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny you say that because you're pretty fast driving. Uh, I settled down. Oh. Yeah, I, I drive a lot. Yeah. When they used to come, like, say we're in Brooklyn or New York, it'd be like, uh, how long take you? Uh, you know, about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever was riding with them was like, like yeah, hold on tight. Yeah. Used to bust Strapping. his chop. Nobody fell asleep. No, yeah. no, they didn't. I'll tell you that. I, I remember, too, a couple times, like, Mr. Snyder, like, he was so passionate, like, I remember one time he, you know, like he would come not more than one time if, if the guys had a bad game and he would come down. I remember when Chief was coaching and he was all over both of you and nothing really that you had done, but he was just so mad and he kept coming down. And I was like waiting because the guys kicked everyone out of the room having a team meeting. You know, you've been in those. Sure. And uh, he had his ear up to the door and he, he was like, what are they saying, Derek? What are they saying? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to listen to you know. Well, he was so rad. You know when he get mad, he get oh, mad yeah. like that. But he was awesome. He he was he was he was just awesome. Just yeah. an awesome man. Sometimes you gotta just you just gotta take it. Yeah. Yeah. Let yep. him let him get yeah, it off exactly. his chest. Exactly. What yeah. are you gonna say? Yeah. Exactly. What are you gonna <laughs> say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. Yeah. Well, it's got to be amazing to work with him and kind of pick his brain and understand the, where the vision comes from because it's like to build a, a franchise like the Flyers and, and to surround and, and, himself and, and everything that's people. spun off of the Flyers right, really exactly. when you think about it Prism and oh, yeah, that's no true doubt. yeah I forgot about all that his, all his companies it's unbelievable Pretty it's an amazing. unbelievable story Mr. Holmgren I, I just want to thank you for everything you've done for me obviously you had so much to do with my career um with the Flyers, with the Phantoms, uh, even Team USA, did a lot for both of us, Absolutely. and we appreciate your time. Um, means a lot to us for you coming on. Well, thank thank you for having me, Derek yep. and, and Riley. I, I, I think uh, fairly high, very highly both you both you guys, and got a lot of fond memories of, of working with with both you guys. It's been it was awesome, and yep. I'm happy to see you guys doing this. It's great. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that I was able to get over here and do it with you. Yeah. It's a lot uh, of fun. For sure. I wish I had a better memory, but I, I, apparently I need Prevagen. <laughs> I feel the same way. He pulls those stories out of his ass all day. I'm like, where are you? How do you remember these things? I don't know. I don't it's know how impressive. I do, but good memories. Appreciate memories. you hopping on, man. Yeah, Great to see my, you again. My pleasure. Good to see you.